Good morning, everybody. And he's Mike, the producer. Good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, Lucy's still a little under the weather. We'll see what happens. We'll see as the mo- as the morning progresses. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be fine. Yeah, we have her very close in a hospital bed, so we can see. You know, we can gauge her <laughs> during the morning. Maybe wheel her out at some stage. Um, yeah. So it's uh, what is it? Wednesday, Thursday. It's Thursday. God, it's Thursday. I, I actually can't believe it's Thursday already. That week absolutely flew. It's Thursday morning already, folks. That's good news. Um, actually, just thinking about it, right? Um, have you seen the files that are about to be opened? I think it's this weekend. So I heard about this. Yeah, so the FBI and all those other lads, the CIA and uh, the X-Files lads, will be releasing files that they've hidden for the last 20 years, which prove conclusively that there are sp- people out there. Really? Little people. Little green people. No, well, it has no, to be, no, really. we, so we, Colin, we spoke about this before. Yeah. Uh, th- this is going to be anticlimactic. Well, there's a, there's a chap, right? And he's a, he's a fairly well-established chap because he's the former U.S. Senate Chief Harry Reid and he reckons that this will start a new era in our conversation. We now will speak about when rather than if yeah. they arrive. Okay, so is this going to be... And example one, as you will see, this is a, a slug-like chap. creature yeah. who does not live anymore around the universe but used to sometimes. Frequent swords are Balbriggan. We no. think, yeah. No, no, yeah. I think it's going to be... Uh, look at this from the, uh, you know, the the fighter jet, or look at this from the airplane, and the thing that flew past. We've kept this secret for ages, but there it is. You can see it, and it might be just a th- flying saucer flying past <laughs> with a little family just waving. Oh, now the flying <laughs> the flying saucer going by. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. That could be anything. Okay, yeah. right? it could be a fly going past the camera lens. Yeah. If it's actually a family of aliens Hello. going, Hello, everybody. Yeah. It's four aliens waving with eight of their hands. Hello. <laughs> that would Each. really amaze me, right? Um, but if it's not that, I'm not going to be amazed. Right, so you That's want it, to right? See, I want to see a family. A full family. <laughs> a full family of aliens. I want to see We're an alien. I want to see an alien dog yeah, and everything. I know. Where are you going? Uranus, what? Oh, Uranus, <laughs> sorry. It's where we all go. I don't know. But anyway, it's coming out this weekend. Um, and they're convinced that we will see videos of n- not necessarily the family waving, but certainly wow. things that will make us go, oh, that's a bit strange. Interesting. Yeah, what do you think of all the Area 51 thing? Um, I'm not sure. I've never been there. It's just a big bloody desert anyway. Yeah, I think either. it's where they test flights and, and F-16s and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And then so there was, always, there was always a myth, right, that nobody could ever work out how we invented Velcro. Have you ever heard this myth? No. Okay, so somebody came up with the idea that the first alien and his family arrived we were in velcro shoes and he's kept somewhere in a wardrobe in area 51 but somebody went jeez that's really great that could do without shoelaces let's do velcro but don't tell anybody where it came from (laughs) you never heard this conspiracy theory i've never heard this so there's an alien now with no shoes because we stole his shoes recreated velcro and that's when velcro actually happened it's so you're telling me we could have harnessed the ideas and creativity of an alien and the only thing we took from them was Velcro shoes. Maybe that's all they had. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe they came with nothing else. <laughs> that is barking mad. I love it, though. Yeah, just with Velcro. Anyway, they will. all the files will be open and released pretty soon. And we can't wait. Are you ready for your birthdays? Okay, so I'm usually pretty good. Yesterday, actually, or the day before with Lucy, I got four on the door and two on the floor. I'll tell you what, right? Now, I don't know what you and Lucy feel about this, yeah. but uh, do you like a clue every now and then? I don't need a clue. I don't I've got a, a good clue for you on this okay. one. Well, I'll take one clue. Okay, all in the same ballpark. Okay, so That's this, what I'm going to say. Oh, okay, so it's birthdays, I'm allowed guests within two years, and historical events, which uh, we're always good at. So if it's your birthday today, have a good day today, actually. Okay, so the first birthday I'm going to give you is the Gooch. Do you know the Gooch Cooper? Uh, so very, yeah, very yeah, famous yeah. Kerry Gooch. footballer. Yeah, yeah the Gooch. Um, uh, he is uh, yeah, sort of an intense character, actually, but good footballer. Isn't his nickname the Gooch? It's a rude thing. Is it? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think... <laughs> like, very rude. Very rude. I think, it's a, I think it's a reference to his lower area. Is it? Yeah. Okay, didn't I, know that. I think. Okay, well, uh, anyway, it's his birthday can help. Oh, it's everyone double eight zero. Well, he's only, he's only retired a couple of years ago, so, Mr. Yeah. Cooper. So, he must be 37. Oh, he's 38. Ah, ballpark, got you. Boom. I'm going to win now. Boom. Okay, you'll understand why I'm saying ballpark with this one as well. Rafael Nadal. Rafa ah, Nadal. yes. Uh, tennis player, of course. Spanish lad. Um, okay, so is it... Uh, here, the clue ballpark is because they all mess around with balls. Yeah, it could mean something so. else as well. Okay, I'm going to go with... God, he'd be around the same age. I'm going to go with 36. He's 35. Ah, come on. 
Man, go on. God, that sounds that seems very young for him. He's been he's been forever. Those playing lads tennis. are knocking balls out when they're about seventeen years of age. I mean this you can turn professional at sixteen, seventeen months for a tennis star. Okay, so the final birthday I'm gonna give you mm-hmm. is sound fella all round gentleman, Chef Donald Skihan. Oh, I'm mixing him up with someone else, actually. Who's Donald Skihan? <laughs> all-around nice fella and the chef. No, he's not the all-around nice fella. I don't know if he's a nice fella. I've never that, met no, him. he is, Donald. He's the okay. bloke that does a lot of stuff in his kitchen. Was he the guy... He went to Sweden and was, he married a Swedish girl. Was he in a boy band? Yes. That's him. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of the other guy, which I can't think he makes the sandwiches. Which other guy? He, he makes he's, sandwiches. He's, he makes sandwiches for one of the famous uh, chains. Oh. And he also has opened a new restaurant in the UK. Stop Kenneth. No, he's a young guy. He looks very yeah, like the skiing There's fella. a can of make sandwiches next door in Spa. <laughs> no, this guy, it doesn't matter. The guy you're talking about, I don't know, but the guy we need to talk about, Donald Skiing, yeah. is 36. He's 35! Hey, three out of three. So what happens if you get three out of three? Of, well, if you get six birthday. out of six. Okay. No, it has to be six. Anyone who gets six out of six, you have to buy them a steak dinner with a bottle of wine of their choice. Okay, right. Uh, the On this day, yeah. many, many years ago, the first American, now listen to this closely. Okay. Uh, got to walk in space. Ah, okay, okay. So that was before they, they chopped off and got off to the moon. So, and it was after Yuri Gagarin, because he was the first person to walk in space. Well, in space. Just the Russian guy. So this the Russian lad, yeah, went up Sputnik. You know what I think is really interesting? I won't delay on this. Go on. But I think it's really interesting, uh, you know, the space race. Yeah. And what they, I read this really interesting thing about the lengths they would have gone to. Yeah. I'm not saying the moon landing was fake, but the lengths they would have gone to Just to say they were the first yeah. was unreal. Because people were petrified yeah. that, like, Russia were, you know, surveying oh, them from there, space yeah. and all that. What I always find fascinating is the space race. With any good race, there's always some great prize. So you just, the space race, you just landed on a rock. Yeah. Guys didn't even get a medal. No, they didn't. They no medal. Nothing. Except they fairly dined out in it now for the rest of their lives. So he is, what age? No, it was 1964. 1965? Yeah, okay. I'm on fire. Okay. Uh, this oh, you, you, get your checkbook <laughs> out. You, you might struggle with this one. No, I won't. <laughs> Okay, the first medicine ball was invented. Wow. Um, so you know the, the, the know, what do you call them, yoga balls? Yeah, so. well, medicine balls, no, they're heavy balls with sand. I used to train with them for, oh, for basketball. Oh, I was thinking of the other things, yeah. the pregnant people. No, a medicine ball is, is filled with sand and you throw it around. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with 1897. I tell you what, that's not a bad guess, but oh. it's 1889. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, and finally... Ireland approved... This is a bit rude, you know. Okay. Ireland approved vending machines. For condoms? Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, sure. I was trying to get a franchise for those. <laughs> uh, Collie's condoms would have taken off. Um, okay, so you kind of know the ballpark this is in. 1995. 1993. Oh! Column Hayes. Five out of six. Not five out of six. When's the last time you got five out of six? 1843. <laughs> Ireland's Classic Hits. It is the Colin and Lucy Breakfast Show here and in for a Thursday morning. Okay, I posed the question, have you ever forgotten anybody particularly important in your family? The reason being that a German driver accidentally <laughs> left his pregnant girlfriend at a petrol station after stopping for a toilet break and drove 30 miles before he realised she wasn't sitting beside him. <laughs> yes, he was driving his pregnant partner and their 11-month-old child uh, to a new home and he stopped and he completely forgot about her. Um, now, the man whose name is not known, yeah, he's going to give his name, uh, had to turn around and drive all the way back, and she was there waiting for him. How bizarre, and how angry must she have been? Now, so at least he still had the kid with him, you know what I mean? So he only he, he could have lost both of them, yeah. but he only lost one. But wasn't she pregnant? She was pregnant, and she was left stranded in the car park without her jacket or her phone. Yeah, see, that's the problem. She didn't have her phone, so she couldn't even ring him. No, no, So no. 30 miles, how long does it take to go 30 miles? Uh, in Germany, in those autobahns, two minutes. Yeah, yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. actually. But I mean, that's quite a long time. It is. I, th- I can't say I've ever forgotten my wife. Yes, okay. Oh. Or my child. Ah, okay. Now, are you going to admit something? I may have... Well, it's not so much forgotten my child, but there was an occasion years ago when I was bringing her to a party. Yeah. And it was a birthday party, and there was an invite and all that, so I brought her along. It was actually a log cabin, and they go in and they do pottery. Okay. So I was I was actually crazy because I had to go up to another... To send my son to another party, so I just got to the door, and I went, there you go, there's the present, go in there, Holly, have a great time, have great fun. And I drove off and I rang Anne and said, Look, it's all great. Holly's okay. I'm off to the next one. And Anne went, Did you check the invite? And I went, Yeah, I'm sure I did. She said, No, have a look at it again. It's actually for next Saturday. 
did you drop her at the it was the right house but the wrong time it was the, it was the right event but the wrong party it was the right place it was a party house you know what I mean okay so I had to go back and she was sitting at the end still with the present in her knee <laughs> oh no and all the kids running around ah, da, da, da. so there was a party going on but she knew none of them okay so this is one of these play centres it wasn't yeah, actually center. someone's gaff no like. no it was a play centre oh that is the hilarious and I just sort of bumped ran in the door and the woman was there going ah you're clearly Holly's dad uh, <laughs> oh no because we've just walked her around yeah and she knows nobody <laughs> was she upset she was just confused <laughs> Like she thought her her friends were playing a, ga- a gag on Yeah, her. of course. Yeah. Not realising that it was the next Saturday that she should have been at it. Oh, uh, the poor little thing. Sally's I can only imagine. No, don't know her, don't know him, don't know who. What the hell's going on now, here, what Dad? I, I was, what I was upset about was that she was there and I was actually saying, well, just make friends anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's loads of them there. I mean, you've got a present. Just off you go. But uh, no, I had to take her back. And then she never let me forget that. I can, I can imagine she yeah. didn't. This yeah. is a little bit controversial, but what, your opinions on those play centres and the return of them, because obviously yeah. they're gone for the moment. Yeah. Those play centres terrify me. Oh, my God. As a parent. Okay. And as a parent, for years and years ago, anytime I ever brought my kids, yeah. it always seemed to be on a Saturday morning when I had a hangover. Yeah. And, and, it's usually, and it's usually wet outside. It's wet outside. And it's yeah. warm inside. Yeah. And there's stinking socks and yes. loads of kids yeah. that are too yeah. rough. And I don't like it. And you get hit in the head with those plastic balls. <laughs> the coffee isn't even warm. And there's another parent that just wants to talk to you. Or is smoking or smells of smoke. Yeah, and then you lose your child. You know where they are. And you have to go through a maze to try and find them. <laughs> yes, that's so that's stressful. Yeah. Daddy, I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Hold on. I can hear you. Shout yeah. again. I know, I know. Oh, man. I ho- well, listen. Great I days don't for the kids, though. <laughs> Great days for the kids. <laughs> Obviously, I don't hope businesses should. Well, but let's... Uh, maybe I won't go back. <laughs> maybe that's it, yeah. Okay, good morning. If, you've, if you agree with that or you've lost any of your children and obviously found them again... Um, yeah, give us a text. 087-188-008. Lucy's still a little bit under the weather, but producer Mike is here. And it's a nice Thursday so far, isn't it? It sure is, yeah, it is. Good. I'm liking this. I'm liking this coming out of the house without a jacket. I know. Yes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's and great. Sh- short pants. I went for a walk in short pants yesterday. Good man yourself. Welcome yep. to the world. How do the other residents feel about that? Uh, I, f- <laughs> I heard a few whistles. I'd say you did, yeah. <laughs> that was probably just the air flowing through. So... Uh, here's a question because you're a travelled man yeah uh, have you ever gone onto the wrong flight um, n- I've missed a flight before oh, but we've I've all missed flights yeah, I've yeah. never gotten onto a wrong yeah. one no thankfully yeah we've all God missed flights we won't even go there but yes so there's a story in the papers today actually about a woman she's an Irish lady she's over in Manchester she's from uh, Belfast uh, and they had to apologise to her uh, EasyJet her name is Gemma Cargan so she works in Manchester but okay. she's from Banbridge County Down she's flying home to see her parents and she's on the flight and flight takes off and she has a little nap and then she wakes up and she asks somebody when will we be landing now the flight to Manchester to Belfast is what 40 minutes Yeah. and they said we'll be landing in about an hour 20 minutes <laughs> and she goes wow that's where where why why <laughs> yeah and they were well because that's that's how long it takes to get to Gibraltar oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was going to Gibraltar well, she, she got her whole ticket scanned yeah. they never spotted it no so way so they scanned it through she sat down she did the whole lot had a little nap and uh, yeah so she uh, went all the way to Gibraltar um, what, so how, what, is she still in Gibraltar? <laughs> yeah, she's married a postman. <laughs> no, uh, she's not. She landed in Gibraltar. They got really upset about it. So they turned the plane around and then flew her back to Manchester. And then in Manchester, immediately got on a plane to uh, Belfast, her own flight, really. Jeez, you'd be cheesed off with that, wouldn't you? It's a little bit... Yeah, you wouldn't have thought they could still do that, you know what I mean? Yeah, mistake. Uh, but I have to say, though, I do get kind of paranoid. Uh, that when you're at the gates, well, when you used to be at the gates, going yeah, yeah. places, and you'd see, I'd always keep looking. This yeah, is definitely the yeah. city we're going to. Anne would do that. Anne is. A, Anne would check it about seventeen times. Yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. she knows I don't care. Yeah, I just want to get in the plane. Yeah, you want to get in a plane. You'd holiday in Gibraltar if you get the chance. Uh, I like it actually. Yeah, if I was Gem, I would have said, "Look, I'll hang on for a while. Can you hold the plane there on the tarmac?" <laughs> I like the last line of the story, which is after arriving in Gibraltar, Gemma was allowed to exit the aircraft for air and even managed to get a spot of sightseeing done from the vicinity of the plane. <laughs> well, Gibraltar is tiny, to be fair. It is. Look, there's the rock. There's, there's the rock. There's the monkeys on the rock. Let's go back. Yeah, yeah. So I thought this can't happen too much, can it? So uh, I saw another story, actually, that recently happened, and it's a Polish lad. Poor man, he's a widower, right? And a right. pensioner, 75 years of age, flies to uh, England to see his daughter, and then he's getting back on the flight to Gdansk to go home, lands... Never checked anything. He's out in the airport, still, we presume, is Gdansk, and tries to get a, a taxi home and realises that none of the taximen speak Polish. 
There's been a big change in the last 10 days. Um, And then a woman overheard him getting really confused because he was getting really annoyed that people couldn't speak Polish. This is Poland, for God's sake. He said in Polish. Yeah. And a person came out and says, no, this is Malta. He was in Malta. He got all the way. He was in the back of a cab. (laughs) Mind you, I could see myself doing that. I probably could. Of course, there was the story of the two young kids in Ireland. Do you remember who went on the plane uh, and got all the way up to New York? That's right, yeah. Now, they did that on purpose, though. They did it on purpose, to be fair. They kind of hopped onto the plane. Yeah, Yeah, how far can you go? That'd be a great competition. Yeah, it would be good. Now, you're talking. There's your next competition. Next competition. How far can you go without, uh, with the wrong... You have to go... I I haven't thought this (laughs) out. (laughs) Oh, that's a great competition. (laughs) Tell me again. You have to go somewhere. (laughs) Ireland's classic hits. And now, the hit bit with Supermax. Whether you're into taco, curry, cheese, or garlic fries, we have something for everyone. Order online. Available at supermax.ie. Oh, yeah, here we go. It's a bit of a really famous hit. Yes, it is. It's a bit, just a bit from a classic hit. But what hit is it? Hit bit, hit bit. It is now worth 580 euros. Okay, that's what it is. 580 euros. That'd be handy. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, how's it going? All right. Not, not too bad, Tony. How are you today? Not a bother, yeah. Keep them well. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, in Chicago. What are you up to, Tony? Uh, just doing a bit of painting in the house. <laughs> ah, okay. What are you painting? Yeah. Is it top to bottom, the whole house? Oh, no, just the, the interior, just the walls and the ceilings, like. Are you painting now at 20 past 7? Oh, no, I'm getting ready. Like. Right, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we need Lucy here for this because she will paint anything that doesn't move. She paints it. <laughs> would you be a, Would you be considering yourself a professional painter? Oh, no, I got it done. Like, I'm, I'm good at the cutting in. Like, <laughs> Right, you're good at the cutting in? Yeah, no, on the, the edge and up at the top and the bottom. Like. Good man, okay. You've got, yeah. all the, you've got all the words. That's it, yeah. Uh, right, 580 gets you a lot of paint and masking yeah. tape. Tony, what do you think the hit bit is? I think it's Rachel Stevens, LAX. Wow. Wow. You know what? Weirdly, that's a really, really popular guess on the hit Is bit. it? Yeah, yeah. It's guessed yeah. for every single hit who bit did for she some play? reason. Who did she play for again? Um, she was on her own. Oh, did she, was she not with a girl band she before? She was with a band before that, but I can't remember. Tony, Tony who was she on? Tony, you'll know. I don't know. Just, it was a one-hit wonder, I think. <laughs> uh, she was definitely with a band before that. She played... Oh, right. she played oh, anyway. anyway, is it? Well, clearly it's a very popular guess, but it's obviously wrong. It yeah. is. Uh, she was in S Club 7, yeah. by the way. S Club 7. Ah, lads, no, why I'll didn't we know again. that? Yeah. <laughs> Three lads, and we didn't know the members of S Club 7. We're a disgrace. <laughs> Happy <laughs> painting, man. Thanks for the call, yeah. Take Cheers, care. Cheers, man. Take care. <laughs> Take care. Uh, Ella, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, did you know Rachel Stevens was in S Club 7? Uh, I did actually, yeah. Ah, we thing. need you there. How are you, Ella? <laughs> I'm very good, thanks. How are you? Good. You sound like you're on a CB radio at the moment. I take out the earphones. Oh, ow, ow. Are you there? <laughs> Can you hear me better now? I can hear you much better now, Ella. You're down in Cork at the moment, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Just on the way to work, yeah. Okay, and what's it looking like out in Cork? Is it sunny? No. no. It looks like it's got a piss rain. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Wettest May on record. Okay, it's worth 580 euros. It's yours. What is it? Is it either way by Snake Ships and Anne Murray? By who and who? Uh, Snake Ships and Anne Murray. Oh, Ships and Anne Murray. That's really good. She's the one that's singing with Niall Horan now, isn't it? Uh, so. She's very good, actually. Yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, it is a very good guess. She is a very good singer. It's wrong, though. Well, how's it a good guess if it's wrong? Well, I just say that to be polite. I hate when they do that. Oh, it's a good guess, but you're wrong. Well, sorry about that. It's not Thanks Ella. Anyways. All right, Ella, have a good day. Uh, now, I love the headlines. So many headlines around the newspapers today. I'm sure Nathan is not looking at them, Nathan Carter. Nathan rocked by paddy wagon visit. Um, and uh, Nathan Carter wheelie sorry for party country crooner Nathan Carter has apologised for being irresponsible after cops slapped almost 4,000 sterling in fines to 14 party goers who attended his birthday bash last week I'm sure when they got the invite they didn't think they were going to have to pay for it the Wagon Wheel star confirmed that the PSNI were called to his residence last Friday where approximately 50 party goers were in breach of COVID-19 rules cops dished out a number of COVID-19 fines at his birthday including 14 200 euro fines and one 1,000 euro fine. I presume he got the big one. Uh, and a prohibition notice was also issued. Yes, and Nathan made a formal apology, explaining that he was hosting his family who flew in from uh, Liverpool for his birthday. But 50 of them were there. Now, the thing is, he's got, if you see his gaff, right, it's like out in the middle of nowhere in County Fermanagh. Somebody had to ring. 
Somebody had to ring the cops and tell them to get over to Nathan's place because there's stuff going on. So is it a disgruntled neighbour? Or was it somebody who didn't get an invite who decided, yeah, I'll just do it, I'll squeal. Um, but he's very sorry about the whole thing. And, uh, well, everyone got a fine. Uh, I don't know if they got to finish the barbecue or not. Uh, it seems to be an awful lot of people there. Were you there at Nathan's party? Go on. Go on. Uh, also news of uh, Matthew Perry. I don't know if you were watching the Friends Reunion. It's actually a pretty good show, i got to say. And everybody now just loves Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Uh, but Matthew Perry split from his fiancée Molly Hurwitz just days after the Friends reunion show was screened. The pair have been together for almost three years with their engagement lasting seven months. It came after reports in America that claimed he'd been flirting with younger women on a dating app when the couple were on a break. On a break. Speaking about the split, uh, Perry said sometimes things just don't work and this is one of them. I wish Molly the best. The actor and the 29-year-old literary manager Molly began dating back in 2018, got engaged in November and at that stage he said, look, I think I'm the happiest man in the entire world. I'm with the greatest woman on the face of the planet. Clearly not because then he took to, is it the new day, uh, the new site Raya um, and started, well, he started sending messages to a 19-year-old Kate Harrelson, who then posted some of the video FaceTime they had together, which didn't look good, and then they split up, and then everybody said, my God, what state was Matthew Perry in when he was on that show? Which, in fairness, I've watched it a couple of times now. It just You just fast-forward, you, sorry, you rewind and have a look at Matthew Perry. There was something not right, and if, listen, if that's because of dental surgery, he needs to sue his dentist. I've had dental work, but I'm able to work the next day. Man couldn't speak, barely. Anyway, uh, finally, one of the strangest stories uh, for uh, Celebrity Loose, the mysterious disappearance of racehorse Shergar is to be examined in a new BBC podcast presented by 90s rap star Vanilla Ice. That's him, just in case you can't remember. Uh, Ice's real name, Robert Van Winkle, has narrated the upcoming podcast, The Real Story of Shergar, the Superhorse, as part of a new sports strangest crime series. The podcast tells of the story of money, sex, glamour, accusations of terrorist links and the kidnap of a superhorse. The Derby winner was abducted back in 1983 and was never seen again after a ransom for two million wasn't paid. Now, that's not even the question we need to ask. The question is, how did Vanilla Ice get onto a BBC podcast? And why is he being used as the voice for a Shergar documentary? That's the most bizarre... Or is it? I don't know. It just seems to be the most bizarre choice. Uh, But there you go. Available very, very soon. Vanilla Ice narrating a podcast all about Shergar. I don't get it. This is not a scam, folks. This is all about the seven deadly spins, which is on the way just after 8 a.m. this morning. Answer seven questions in 49 seconds. Win up to five grand. Uh, Ken Kelly already had a go at five grand. Uh, Got four out of seven. Pretty good. So the wheel could land on five grand. It could land on two grand. It could land on one grand. Whatever. To register, all you have to do, if you want to play and win uh, all that money, all you've got to do is answer a qualifying question. We'll take the first seven correct answers that we get and randomly select one of you to play. The song by Survivor. Eye of the Tiger first appeared in the uh, first appeared in which series of films? Okay, the song uh, by Survivor Eye of the Tiger first appeared in which series of films? Oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. Best look at that. That's a qualifying question for our seven deadly spins. Uh, Producer Mike, we were talking about uh, scams actually off air, and now there's stuff in all the papers about scams, phone scams. So this is a bit mad because the entire country, it seems, is being scammed. Yes. I don't think it's by the one fella. No, no, Uh, no, no, that'll be... But is it, and I was just saying earlier on, is it because suddenly that all the scammers in the world go, jeez, Ireland's easy? Yeah, well... They've just turned their attention to us. Well, of course, there was the big hack as well. So there was definitely some stuff leaked uh, from the HSE uh, hacking incident and there have been other hacks as well. So yeah, we must be a bit of an easy target. But it seems that everybody is getting calls. I'm getting calls. Are you getting calls? Well, I'm not so much getting calls as texts, right? So I'm getting a lot of texts. And lately I've been getting texts. Now, they're from mobile numbers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's say, for instance, this one says your AIB Visa card has been used in an online uh, transaction, right? Mm. Um, which I don't have an AIB Visa card. Well, there you go. So I really got, I was interested in that one. And then from a different mobile number, an 083 number, same thing, your AIB uh, Visa card has been used. 
So, and if it's not you, you have to click on this website, right? Ah, okay. So I clicked on the website. Don't click on the website. I clicked on the website. But now a thing comes up when you click on the website because AIB have obviously copped on, right? And a big red note comes up that says deceptive website warning. But, Colm, don't click on the website. No, it's, it doesn't matter because there's this big warning comes on there. Okay. And it says this website may try to trick you into doing something dangerous like installing software or disclosing personal or financial information like passwords, phone numbers or credit cards. Oh. Now I have to click again. If I want to really be properly scammed, okay. Well, um, don't click it. Don't click again. I'm not clicking it again. <laughs> I'm not clicking it. But what I did do, right, was yeah. um, I rang one of them. Okay, and what happened? Because it's an 083 number, right? Yeah. So, so I'll ring them again. Okay? okay. Let's see. So this is this is they're telling me this is my AIB number. Okay. Sorry, but the code is unavailable. Please leave a message after your tone. Hello, I don't have a card. <laughs> can you give me a shout back? Can you give me a card? Uh, please, whoever you are. Uh, now, so so it goes straight to a mailbox. Okay, right. Well, I have a similar one, right? Go on. Uh, but it's for a delivery company. Now, ah. I haven't ordered anything. This is a big uh, one. Yeah. So it says we are unable. To, we were unable to deliver deliver your parcel today. Please visit here, mm. and it gives a website. Now, I'm not going to click on that website. No, 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 no. No, no, don't click it. But I think you have to put something in after the click anyway. Or can they immediately download I, your brain? I think as soon as you click in, as soon as you tap into their machine, they're on you. Are it's they? like a fella somewhere wakes up with a little ping. Some fella in Dublin is on. Yeah. And then he, he downloads stuff. But before, I used to get calls from Mali. Did you get these? Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of those, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's good, because I yeah. actually thought maybe there was a friend of mine stuck yeah. in Mali that was desperately trying to get in contact with I thought with it was me. Madonna, <laughs> and she was over with the kids. Yeah. And she was desperately trying to get in touch, and you were like, yeah. "It's a scam." Yeah, yeah. But Donna, uh, stop ringing me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see what other people have gotten because it's definitely widespread. There is, there is so many. And then what happens is because you get in other ones, you're like, I nearly missed two dinners from Deliveroo because I thought the texts were a scam. See, this is it. You don't know what to believe anymore. And then you're sitting there, and your phone is there, and it's bing, 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 right? Uh, and then Anne saw, saw one of uh, texts coming in, and she thought, "What the hell is going on with you?" Because it came from Sugar Daddy. <laughs> and it said, oh, no, listen, it gets worse. It said, Colm, it was great to see you, Sugar Daddy. Please let me know how you got on. And I went, oh, jeez. Oh, which I forgot. It's the name of the new barbers in, <laughs> in Blackrock. I was there last week. Sugar Daddy. Sugar Daddy. You get your hair cut in Sugar Daddies. <laughs> uh, listen, stop the scam talk. Let's talk about that. Well, it's a part of this company, Brown Sugar, and they've opened up in Frascati and they're a gentleman's barbers, you know what I mean? Uh, but I don't get whatever you say. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. I didn't know I was going to get a text from Sugar Daddy <laughs> telling me thanks for the visit. How did we get on? Uh, if you've been scammed, there's one that we need to know. Oh eight seven. Oh, good morning to everybody in Sugar Daddy. By the way, that's not a scam. They're really uh, no, good. Absolutely. That's a good hairdo. Look at yeah, that. That is a good hairdo. Oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. Give us a text. Oh eight seven one double eight treble zero. You can text us. Yeah, but surely just one other thing. If I'm being scammed from oh eight three and oh eight sevens, then surely it's happening in Ireland, isn't it? You would have assumed so, yeah. It's like not that, a bloke in Eastern Europe. It's not one of Putin's lads. No, I don't think so. Like, that scam I got from the delivery company, that's an Irish number two. Yeah, so I don't know. So there's somebody out there. So if you're a scammer, remain anonymous. Give us an L shout. Uh, somebody else there saying they had an 083 number as well. Yeah, that's coming in all the time. Okay. Uh, oh, somebody's saying strange name for a barber. So I don't choose the name of the place. <laughs> i tell you what I'll do. What? I will ring that number. I'll ring the number just like you and see if I can get through now. It is my barber's! No, not Sugar Daddy's. The, the, the delivery company yeah, number. Okay. Let me yeah. ring them. Yeah, give me a shout, give me a shout. Okay, we're going to news, we're going to news. We're here, we're ready to go, and I've got my wheel all oiled. It's time for seven deadly spins. It's the Colm and Lucy Breakfast Show on Ireland's classic hits, and it's time to play seven deadly spins. Spin the wheel, answer seven questions, and win. With Julie Kilmartin's online revision courses and weekly classes, bringing her amazing team of teachers to your home at the click of a button. See kes.ie. Okay, we're going to spin the wheel and find out how much money you're playing for. We've actually changed the wheel. We've upped the ante on the wheel. It now could be 250, 500, 750, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 
or 5,000. The lower the amount, the easier the questions. Uh, the higher the amount, the harder they get. Answer seven questions correctly in 49 seconds and win. You must answer all seven questions. There are no passes. Uh, and remember, anyone who plays Seven Deadly Spins this week is in with a chance of winning a two-week, sorry, a two-night stay, with two weeks to be nice, two-night stay, in the Georgia Savoy Hotel in Limerick to celebrate the Friends reunion. Uh, they are there for, your, for you with this amazing Friends package. More about that. And uh, right now, let's say good morning to Susan Mullen. Susan, how are you? Good morning, Colin. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. Where are you, Susan? I'm just, at the moment, I'm in, just sitting in Dublin. I've pulled in here, heading to work. Okay. Um, lovely morning, yeah. Is it nice? Is it sunny out there? It's lovely. It's lovely. And we're heading for bank holiday. What more could you want? Colin? Yeah, I know. I know. It's looking quite good for the bank holiday. Now, have yeah. you played in the car seven deadly spins in your head? Um, have you answered no, the question? No, no, you haven't. Oh, I okay. have, yes. I have played it and I've gotten some... Um, that they haven't got right. And they've got some I haven't got. You well, know well, that's good news. Um, so what? What do you do? What do you do in life? I work in logistics. Logistics. Um, so you're mm, a clever. You're a clever person. Well, I'm not sending those texts. That's not me. That's not you. No, no. <laughs> like the delivery. No, no, uh, no, no. Do you get many of those? Uh, I have actually. I got three the other night. In the middle of the night, everyone woke me. Bloody three, text. three in the middle <laughs> yes. of the night about your yes. deliveries. Yes, but I never ordered. So. I, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy, crazy. Okay, uh, right, are you ready to play this? Will we spin the wheel? Yeah. Let's see what Let's we're playing for here. There we go. There goes the wheel. Those new numbers are on there. I can see the 2,000, the 750. And for you, Susan Mullen, is it going on to the 5,000? Oh, no, it's not. It's on 500. Oh. Five, would that be Okay. We take that. I've got to sniff at 500. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's remember what we got to do. We've 49 seconds on the clock. Seven questions. Answer each correctly. Just throw out an answer regardless because yeah. you've got to get seven answers in uh, and some yeah. correct. And don't repeat back to me. But I don't think you sound like an honourable person. I don't imagine you're Googling. Yeah. But then again, you are in logistics. You probably have seven phones. <laughs> okay. More or less, yeah. Okay. Are we, are we ready to go? Yeah. Playing it. for 500 euros. Okay. The clock starts now. Which influential British group were also known as the Fab Four? Beatles. If a company has a register, is registered as a public limited company, which three letters must appear after its name? PLC. Who was the lead singer of Pulp? Oh, Jarvis Cocker. What is the official language of Senegal? Spanish. Tinnitus affects which organ of the human body? Ear. Which English author wrote the romantic novel Wuthering Heights? Emily Bronte. What is 10% of 5,000? 500. Oh, you got them all in time. You got them all in time. Oh, but how did you do? Oh, oh, I don't did, think I did. How, how did. Well, oh, you got six out of seven. Oh, no. Oh, try this one again. What is the official language of Senegal? Portuguese, is it? Try no. again. What is the official no. language of Senegal? French. French. Oh, no. You're never going to forget that. Uh, no. French, if you'd said French, oh, you no. would now be, we'd be writing a check for 500 euros. Oh, no. I know. Uh, and you need loads of time. We could have had a drink before the clock oh, ended. No. Uh, listen, oh. sorry for that. Susan Mullen, six out of seven. I know, I know, but you did in the back of your mind you knew. Yeah, uh, Susan, yeah, anyway, yeah. everyone who plays Seven Deadly Spins this week is in with a chance of winning a two-night stay in the Georgia Savoy Hotel in Limerick to celebrate Brilliant. their friends' reunion. They have a special package there. Uh, it's, Thank you very much. It's for two in a deluxe guest room with dinner and cocktail. You're in that draw. Listen, you got six out of seven. That, oh, you, yeah. you did you yourself proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Thank you very much. Thanks Thank for playing. You. Okay, see ya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six out of seven. Oh, that was tight, wasn't it? Oh, I couldn't believe that. I thought she had us. I know, I know. And uh, she, she knew, she knew. It just she didn't yeah. get it out fast enough. If you can do better than that, 0871 If you can do better than that, you've won the money. It's 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. Uh, we were talking about scams, phone scams earlier on. Uh, Producer Mike has been scammed a few times. Well, you nearly scammed. You didn't fall for it. No, I didn't fall for it, thankfully, but a good few times, yeah. Did you just ring the scammer there? Uh, I'm going to ring the scammer now. Okay, so ring the scammer live. Is this very dangerous to do this? Not really, no. No, just You'd ask for your that. money back. Here we go. Yeah. He's not going to run around and shoot you or anything. Here we go. Guarantee you they won't answer. Ooh. No. It's engaged. 
Ah, they're busy scamming somebody else, obviously. Uh, somebody's ringing them up. I don't know. Just Now, we're going to talk about scam because I actually have a sound on the line. But just before that, I just want to clear something up. Why my barbers is called Sugar Daddies. <laughs> you're afraid you're not going to get a free haircut. Because I got a message and I thought, Sugar Daddies, what am I doing? And Anne saw it going, who's sending you? Uh, Brown Sugar is their female end of the hairdressing salon. So obviously when they opened up the male end, they called it, not Brown Sugar, Sugar okay. Daddy. Okay? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, we got it, we got it. Okay, we okay in that now? <laughs> Everybody okay? Okay. okay. Uh, Sandra, good morning to you. Good morning, Colin. How are you? Not too bad at all. Sandra, this is a most bizarre scam. What happened to you? It is. Uh, Monday afternoon, I had a call from an 083 number. Yeah. Um, saying it was the DPSS. Right. And there'd been suspicious activity on my PPS number. Oh. And I was under investigation. Yeah. And there was a warrant out for my arrest for drug trafficking and wow. money laundering. Wow. Okay. And press one for further detail. <laughs> <laughs> press one for further press detail. One, yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Oh, brilliant. Press two yeah. to find out how long you're going to spend in jail. <laughs> yes, yes. So anyway, you, anyway, you pressed one. Uh, yes, of course not. <laughs> of course not. But. So that's the most bizarre. And it was so there was an actual message, like what, recorded what sort of, message. What was the accent like? Um, slightly Irish. It wasn't a foreign accent. Right. Okay. Okay. You know, so it is plausible if you're not very streetwise. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But so um, the DPSS. Yeah. So I'm taking it. You're you're from the UK. So the DPSS originally. Yes. Is that yeah. is DPSS? That's over in the UK. Uh, uh, no, I, d- I don't know. Are they the DPSS? I'm not sure. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know whether they were English or Irish. But uh, uh, are just making up. Making up. So you weren't. You're not worried that you're actually being followed. Or are, have you been money laundering, or do you sell drugs? So you're not worried about that. Oh, not recently. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just. I would love. I. I. It's, I'm sorry, but I think I'd have to press one. <laughs> oh no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. <laughs> Unbelievable. But I had actually two calls within about two hours, exactly. Very similar numbers. Okay, and uh, and the what, same message. Same message from similar yeah. numbers. And were they mobile numbers? They were zero eight three numbers. Yeah. Ah, which I'm getting a lot. The zero eight three stuff. I haven't been accused of anything as crazy as you. I yet. know. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I did giggle to myself. I must admit. It, so. Oh, brilliant! Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I know brilliant, but also unbelievable. And listen, yeah. for some people, it could be quite scary. For the likes of yourself, I mean, it would be really, really scary if you actually were a drug trafficker. <laughs> Well, yes. That would be the worst call you'd ever got. Oh, my God, they're on to me. Press one. Oh, dear, yeah. That's the way they get them nowadays. Okay, listen, thanks for that. Take care of yourself, all right? No problem. Have a good day. Okay, see you. Uh, Wow. What have we got there? This is absolutely mad. This has just popped into my email. Okay. Literally another scam. Ah, right, okay. Just popped into my email. Go on. Uh, I am Mr. Mr. Kennedy a financial consultant based in Johannesburg, South mm. Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a client who is a widow. She wishes to invest in a stable economy outside South Africa. Wow. And her interest is in real house estate or companies with potential for rapid growth and long terms. Uh, she's interested in placing parts of her fund in my private business, which ah, I don't have. Okay, well. Uh, and if I want more details, I'm to ring this number. Ring the number? Yeah. Well, ring the number. Well, hold on, it's a South African number. But can you not ring them and put them on speakerphone? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I can't. I'll have to copy and paste it. We'll have to hold on. Stay tuned. I'll ring the number. Stay, Stay tuned. How much is the, how much is she investing? Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, that's what I'll hopefully get to the bottom of that when I ring the number. Stay tuned and find out exactly how much Mike Hogan is going to get uh, over the bank holiday weekend from a special lady from South Africa. <laughs> a poor widow in South Africa. Does your wife know about this? <laughs> Showing her. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, I got into trouble over the sugar daddy text. You're in big doo-doo. Uh, Gabrielle is on the way. We'll find out more about that. Uh, we're just talking about scams, actually. Susan just, uh, Sandra texted to say, and we're talking to her there, actually. She got a message from the DPSS uh, text saying that she was under, uh, sorry, a phone call saying that she was under investigation and a warrant was out for money laundering and drug trafficking. Uh, press one for further details, which is absolutely brilliant, which she didn't, unfortunately. But it would be very embarrassing if you were, let's say, a member of the Keenan gang and you got that message. Uh, now, you just, as we were talking, uh, Mike, the producer, you got an email. Yeah, so I got an email from a Mr. Kennedy. Alums, uh, a financial consultant in Johannesburg. <laughs> uh, he wants to invest some of the money of a client of his, who's a widow, uh, ah. into my account. 
so obviously I'm very interested. So I rang him back and unfortunately they scammers these days. That's like they don't want to take part in radio bits. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I rang him back and it goes to a voice message to say if you want to speak to this person you have to send them a message. So You have to send them a text, wasn't it? Because then they can get into your phone. Yeah, now yeah, the only yeah. thing is there is an email address so I might get back to the email. What's the name of the solicitor again? see how we go. Uh, Mr. Kennedy Adams. Just in case people are looking for a solicitor, I wouldn't advise going to Mr. Kennedy Adams. No, no. Uh, uh, in South Africa. We should check, uh, see if he has a website and see what sort of services he does other than scamming. Yeah, the website is is a bit vague. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Let me let me let me let me try email this guy. Wow, you're like Michael Mac? No, not Michael McIntyre. Joel McIntyre. Joel McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> Very different people. Ah, yes, and uh, we're playing little Holly talks uh, because at this time every morning kids take over the radio. We sort of back off, and it's all to do with the kids. Welcome to a brand new little Holly talks. Well, it is, isn't it? And the prize of the moment, little Holly, little Holly, of course, being uh, Lucy's daughter, little Holly. Uh, we are. Playing Playing for an amazing 200 euro voucher, toy store voucher. Uh, you can spend it wherever your toy store is, kids. Nice prize. It is a nice prize. It's a very nice prize. Anne Fox is nine years of age. Good morning, Anne. Hi. Hi, how are you today? Good, thank you. Good. Now tell me, if you look out the window now, what is it like? Give us a little bit of weather where you are. Um... It's kind of cloudy. Looks like it might rain. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, because where you come from originally, it's always sunny, isn't it? Yeah. So you're from whereabouts in South Africa? Port Elizabeth. Okay. And do you miss South Africa? Yeah. Like what? What was great? What's great about? It? I've never been to South Africa. So if I was going there, what's great about South Africa? It's always sunny every day and. You have a pool. Wow, okay. Well, see, it's never sunny in Ireland. Nobody has a pool. So there's the difference. And do you have a nice beach over there? Yeah. Oh, so, so how long have you been in Ireland? Two and a half years. All right. So you're nearly Irish now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you've got a... What, what age is your brother? Six. It's nearly his birthday in June. It's ne- What date is nearly his birthday in June? 18th. 18th of June, so he'll be seven, will he? Yeah. Okay, so you're the old, so you're the oldest sister. You've got to take care of him, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And is he a good guy? Yeah. What's his name? James. James. Okay. Uh, so he doesn't mess around with your toys or anything, or, or do crazy stuff, no? No, he doesn't do that. He's a very wonderful brother. Wow. Okay, he's a very wonderful uh, young man. Uh, well, he's only seven. I get, guarantee you. By the time he's ten, uh, you'll want to throw him out of the house. But we'll see what happens. So, where do you go? Where do you go to school? St. Columbus. What a great school! Now, I guess that's in Douglas in County Cork, isn't it? Yeah. And what do you do in school that you love? Um, I love to play with my friends, do PE and art. And art. And do you play GAA? Do I hear? Yeah. Well, well, welcome, welcome to our national sport. Did you have anything like GAA in South Africa? Uh, I don't think so. No, no, it's Irish. We're keeping it. Thanks very much. So here we go. We want to play little Holly talks. We let's let's remind ourselves. Okay, let's remind ourselves of the three clues. And here's clue number one to what little Holly is talking about. I like the color of them. Yeah, and then clue number two. There are lots of them. All right, and clue number three. I like their shape. Okay, so you've heard all the clues. Anne, have you been thinking about this a lot? Yeah. Okay, €200 Euro, uh, toy store voucher for wherever you want to go, wherever you buy your, buy your toys. What's the first toy you'd buy if you got €200? Euros? Um, something for my little brother's birthday. You are so good. You really are. Okay, give me your answer. What do you think little Holly is talking about? Uh, I think stars. Stars, okay, stars. Little Holly, be good now. Anne is only over from South Africa. Is it stars? Come on, guys, I'm trying to give you a little cash here. Oh, come on, is she right or wrong? No, you ain't getting the cash. Oh, no, (laughs) sorry, Anne. No, it's not stars. Listen, thanks so much for taking the call. Okay. All right, have a great weekend. Have a great day, okay? Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.
Now, big day yesterday. All the hotels all over Ireland uh, opening up some great pictures and celebrations and so much going on uh, in all the newspapers today. And I suppose after day one, it's interesting just to catch up uh, with a hotel and see what's going on. Not any hotel, but the hotel belonging to Nevin Maguire, celebrity chef, McNeen's House and Restaurant in Black Lining, County Cavan. Not only celebrity chef, but a member of a WhatsApp group for Manchester United supporters. <laughs> That's what. That's how we talk all the time, Nevin. I love it. I love it. No, I it's it's actually funny that I know you're busy quite often, all the time, even in the restaurant. But if some alert comes in about Manchester United, you're right into the WhatsApp group. Oh, you got it. You know we love it, don't we? I mean, it just shows where our season went to when we lost the Europa. I know. Uh, oh, so. oh, day one. Did you get Did you get to sleep last night? I'd say you were tired. Oh. I was buzzing. Uh, absolutely buzzing. Like for five months, we've been closed. And, yeah. You know, we 58 and staff back. And it was just brilliant. And because, you see, we're kind of a restaurant, but we've 20 rooms. So we're like a small boutique hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was just so nice to be in the kitchen and meeting guests. And like we have the social distance with two meters. We do a tasting menu of eight courses. And yeah. it was just lovely to cook and give people a nice experience. <laughs> I know. I know. It's been so long. Um, now, I was reading somebody in one of the papers today, Michelin Star Chef, actually in London saying he can't open for lunch now because he can't get the staff uh, how are you with staff was it difficult getting everyone back do you know what that's a good question I think that's going to be a huge worry going mm. forward to be honest with you we're lucky because we see where we're located in Black Lane a small little village it's 99% local staff Yeah. so we lost a couple of staff we took a couple of new ones in but the core team like my head chef has been with me 17 years my restaurant manager 18 years one right. woman over 40 years she's been with us we you can't just get can't get rid of her, rid of her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know yeah you're right it is definitely going to be a challenge especially when the restaurants and all the kind of like hospitality opens up mm. over the next few weeks people have moved on it's been a really tough time yeah. as you know for all uh, for the hospitality so are you like I, I mean I know as we just mentioned there you know you're in the WhatsApp group for that we have for Man United do you have a little WhatsApp group for celebrity chefs or chefs or other restaurants well we have one we have one for um, our kitchen team McNeens yeah. and then we have one for the TV crew that I go away and I don't right. actually have one for celebrity chefs you need I, don't get one. I don't know too many ah Kevin and Derry <laughs> yeah. well know there's three people in the group anyway <laughs> you're uh, but, but so tell me from, from I mean from conversations obviously you've had with suppliers and with, with other restaurant owners is that going to be the big thing getting staff in because so many people have either stayed on the pup or moved on or moved back home yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think it's going to be a real challenge now yeah. you know, going forward for our industry. And as, as more opens up, definitely, right. it'll be harder to get them. And that was, I didn't actually read that about that mission starship. Yeah. But you can't open for lunch. That's really tough it's now. Tough, you know, it? And it just prevents you from opening up when you can open up because the staff, yeah, it's going to be mm. it's going to be a tricky one that now, Colin. And I suppose if you if I'm chatting to you over the next month or two, it could even get worse. So thank yeah. you. everyone has to kind of look after their own business and their own whatever. So thank God we've one restaurant, we've a lot of staff, but it's a long yeah. time. So we what, employ what about okay? Yeah. But what about what did you have to install precautions wise? What did you have to do to ensure that this is a safe opening? Well, to be honest with you, we, it's nothing different to last year. I mean, like, we, uh, we we got a company down from Dublin and they come and the debtors and they do training, COVID training. So yeah. every table has two metres. We're all wearing masks in the kitchen, which isn't pleasant, to be honest with you. Yeah, in the heat, we're wearing masks in the restaurant, obviously. The guests have to wear masks when they're getting up and down from the table. Right. So we wanted to give, you know, people, like, it's not that we're turning tables. We're not. It's residents only. It's 40 people. That's it. It's not big numbers. Yeah. So... When we reopen, sorry, when outside guests can come in in July, we might take another maybe 15, 20, but we won't be doing big numbers. We won't be turning tables. We're not going to be doing okay. that. Definitely through, through COVID, Colin, we found a new business model that works for us, better experience for the customer, and long-term, less stressful for the staff. Yeah, That's yeah. important. And you've become a little bit of an Instagram star as well, doing your little dinners every day, huh? <laughs> 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 little dinners. I love it. Do you know what? It's the one thing that kept me going because without honestly doing the little videos and bits and pieces, there, was, there wasn't much happening to be truthful yeah. with you, you know. So I was very grateful for that. Yeah. Well, maybe it's, the, maybe it's the one thing that kept you going, but it was the most annoying thing for me because Anne kept going, look what Nevin is doing today. Why can't you do that with your salmon? He never burns it. <laughs> 
Carla, if you're a natural in the in the kitchen, I know you know you're a dark horse. Now. Come on, I'm not too bad. Listen, continued success, uh, uh, Nevin. Good talking to you, and I, you I know it's it's an amazing place of a black line. So I know it'll be absolutely brilliant. And should we keep an eye on you over the over the next couple of uh, months? Exactly. And, J- just in the WhatsApp season? group. What about next season for Man United? What do you think? Ah, uh, we need three, don't we? We need we need yeah, a we defender. We need a good strong. We need a Roy Keane in midfield, don't we? Just to kick a few legs around. Oh, me love that. Yeah, need a bit of that, and uh, sure, we'll see what happens. Nevin, always good to talk to you, man. Bye, Colin. Take care of yourself. See you now. Bye-bye. It's 11 minutes after 9 o'clock. As we were talking about scammers earlier on, there's so much scamming going on. We were talking about it about an hour ago and still getting messages in about people who have been, or people who tried to scam them. One of our favourites was uh, uh, Sandra, who got a call, an actual call, a message, to say that she was being investigated for money laundering and drug trafficking and she could actually end up in jail and to press one for more details. Brilliant. Um, loads of people have been sc- not scammed so it's they're coming from mobile numbers so we actually know it's like we're not stupid here you know you, we're not going to get a, a bank ringing us on an 083 or an 087 uh, and if you do get that message don't click in on that because once you click into their website once you're making you're moving into them they can get your details but there's loads of stuff I got this message as well hang on where is it? over here here it is Hi, Cullum. Uh, I have a better one there there a few weeks ago, my boss got a call to say that uh, Revenue wanted to give him a refund and they were looking for his credit card number so they could refund it back to his account. So he said, here, I'll do one better. How about I swing by the local tax office and you can pay me back in cash? Your man hung up like a shot. It's the Column and Lucy Breakfast Show on Ireland's Classic Hits and it's time for Celebrity Loose. With thanks to the Talbot Collection, four-star hotels in Wexford, Dublin, Cork and Carlow. Ideal for family getaways. See talbotcollection.ie. Ah, this could be the reason that Lucy's not in. So uh, she is a little under the weather, but maybe she's broken-hearted. Because it's just been revealed that Paul Meskel, normal people Paul Meskel, has finally gone public with his romance with singer Phoebe Bridgers. I don't know her now. But um, yes, the loved-up couple were spotted together enjoying the sunshine in Shoreditch in London this week. It came after the pair were pictured also in Kinsale last summer in a move which has initially set fans' tongues wagging over the pair. Sources say Paul is smitten with Phoebe. An onlooker who witnessed the couple together. We're getting a lot of evidence here, aren't we, guys? An onlooker said they were chatting, laughing and quite tactile. They seemed to really savour their time together. Wow, who says that? What's he say? Wow, I really savoured my time together with uh, X, Y and Z and it was quite a tactile experience. Um, now, uh, Phoebe told NME magazine last month that she thought Fee- uh, Paul was a cute boy after becoming a fan after watching Normal People. She went on to follow him on Instagram with the Irish hunk quickly returning the favour. And now there they are together. Well, listen, best of luck. And they seem to be keeping out of the public eye as much as they can. And <laughs> they probably should. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers and Paul Meskel. Holby City is finished. Now, Holby City was a spin-off of Casualty. And... It- the actual TV show took place in the same hospital the casualty took place in. I don't know whether they bothered actually making a new one completely. But anyway, it's been on uh, TV since 19, 1999, following the lives of the staff of the fictional Holby City Hospital. Um, uh, former star Joe McFadden, uh, whose character died in 2017, said such sad news about the end of Holby City. It kept so many people in work for so long. And it's going to be gone next year. Um, Holby City, one of the longest-running soaps. Uh, I never really got... We, we used to watch Casualty a bit, but I never really got into Holby City at all. Uh, just on on the news of, of TV and that, Adrian Dunbar, everyone loves him, from Line of Duty. Uh, Adrian is now... Uh, he was Ted Hastings in Line of Duty. He's now landed himself as detective, a new uh, series, Detective Inspector Alex Ridley. And he's in a new ET, ITV series that's going to happen next year. That's good to hear. And finally, Taylor Swift... So she started Cats movie and everyone hated Cats. Everyone just deplored it. Everyone thought it was going to be the best movie ever and then suddenly it was one of the biggest flops ever. But she hopes to recover from the disaster that was Cats with a new uh, movie. Now listen to this. I don't know what the movie's called. Nobody's too sure. But it's a pretty good cast. She stars beside Margot Robbo, Robbie. Sorry, Margot Robbie. Christian Bale. Okay. John David Washington. Robert De Niro. 
Rami Malik and Mike Myers. That's a pretty good cast, isn't it, for one single movie? Uh, we, that's all we know. We've no other details. It's a David O. Russell movie. Uh, he writes pretty good stuff as well. Isn't he married to... I can't remember. Um, but anyway, he's, do, he's doing quite well, and I can't remember who he's married to. But that movie, that's all we know. Pretty good cast. I like the sound of it. Uh, it is the Colin and Lucy Breakfast Show. It's Ireland's classic hits. Uh, Mike producer is with us at the moment, getting scammed all over the place. Um, we've had a, f- a few. Sc- we've been talking about scams all the time. Just to actually, there's a big story in the papers today about a bloke that's just been arrested in Balbriggan. Uh, he's a computer expert, and he's been held in what they reckon is a 14 million euro fraud uh, being investigated and this involves email fraud, redirecting of invoices and possibly some of the scams that we're being involved in and there's a gang, they're called the Black Axe Gang uh, and they're basically spread across the world, uh, one of the biggest fraud gangs on the internet uh, now this has nothing to do with the HSE lads, okay um, this is a completely separate one but these are guys that they get invoices and they get you to redirect where you're paying uh, to their bank Yeah. And they've got all close to 14 million in the last number of years. And it's, it's just there in a page 20 or whatever of The Independent, just as we're talking about everything as well. Um, somebody else said that I've had five calls in my work desk phone from Amazon Prime saying my bill has expired and to press one for payment. Uh, but they, they, it hasn't expired and they don't know what's going on. And apparently the hackers have hacked. See, companies don't say if they've been hacked, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying Amazon has been hacked, but hackers are hacking networks, yeah. getting people's information, yeah. and then ringing them to see if they can get some uh, some bits and bobs coming down the line. Yeah, look, the advice this morning is not to do what we're doing and start ringing back scammers or anything. Just completely ignore or report it if you can. Yeah. Somebody else said, I received three calls from an 083 number yesterday. I clicked one and I got through to a lady looking for my details. Wow. Uh, when I asked her to to send me some nudie photos she hung up <laughs> some nudie photos <laughs> he clearly was, he was taking it having a laugh you know god I know this is a scammer why don't you send me some of these pictures uh, so they must get some when you do get through to the scammers like they must have a terrible time as well because half the calls are just people ringing back and are you ringing somebody yeah I tried to ring that okay, uh, okay. delivery company again and it didn't work I've tried to ring my South African scammer right you've been scammed so twice today twice this morning twice this morning yeah. and uh, again what happens there is you ring it and they say you have to send a message to get back however or for them to get back yeah, to you yeah. I did send an email back to the South African scammer to ah, say how's that, go? that I'm very interested what's the next step Yeah, and they haven't gotten back to me yet ah god okay. so that's a bit ridiculous so you're on two scams at the moment I'm yeah. on two scams yeah I'll keep you up to speed but I think what we might do is we might get some advice on this actually for tomorrow to see what people can do to yeah, protect themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if they have a good because somebody else has just texted in to say I got a call from Inland Revenue so a guy with a foreign accent was on the phone he said they owed me back taxes and if I gave them my bank account number they would deposit refunds well I said I don't have a bank account after a moment silent he says well uh, you can't help me then and hung up <laughs> <laughs> and this texter says I really don't have a bank account so why were they actually Actually, uh, texted me or called me. It's just they were just being fished. Somebody else texted in earlier on to say that he keeps getting calls from people saying, "Look, you rang me yesterday. Is everything okay?" And he said, "I don't ring people." Yeah. But my phone is making calls to oh, people. That can happen. Yeah, that can happen. But it's not even a mistake. It's just somebody's got into his phone and is just ringing other people as well. Oh, this is mad. How are we going to stop this? I don't know. Okay. okay there, yeah, there's one from Amazon. I'm just looking back that I got uh, right. I got a, a, a text from Amazon as well. But again, it doesn't give a number on that one, though. It's only just a website, so I'm not going to click on that. So, yeah, this is bizarre. I think once you click on something, and I'm not sure. Yeah, let's get somebody on tomorrow. I think if you click then you could be, you're in their net as such. I'm not too sure. The number of people just texting in saying, and it's so obvious that they're being, uh, well, attempted to be scammed because they're coming from mobiles and 083s and 087s. Uh, somebody just sent in that they just got a, your the number is out for delivery, visit, uh, and you've got to click on this to track your order and view your delivery. But of course, they have no ASDA. They've never uh, actually ordered anything from ASDA. So who who do they actually get? Because when it's so obvious that it's a 083087, who's actually clicking in? So I just got, I rang a number there again. Oh my God, the king of the scammers. Right, and it goes to a voicemail. However, it is a guy's voicemail, so I've gotten a voice. Okay. So it doesn't, I think it's some bloke's number being used for this scam. I think that's what's happening. What do you mean some bloke, so it's a real bloke? Like they've actually tapped into people's numbers to use them to be the scammers. 
So because what, but how, how, so what's going to happen? How, how will they get money from you or scam you? The website click. I've looked up the website. It's a complete bull website. Okay. It's okay. a nonsense. So the website is getting you scammed, but they're using poor unfortunate's phone numbers to scam. So we're seeing that. So this is the bloke that said uh, he keeps getting calls from his friends saying, why are you ringing me? This is what's happening. And he said, I haven't rang you. So this is what's happening. So I'm trying wow. to get through to this guy. I assume he's turned off his phone because he's sick of people ringing him. It's like someone robbing your car yeah. to do a bank job. That's what's happening here. Okay, okay. Um, and we'll try and get an expert on tomorrow to get uh, behind this as well. It's quite bizarre, isn't it? But it's just the amount of people. Uh, this morning, joined by Petrina O'Halloran, who's owners of Mama's Booby Box, which was launched at the end of March this year. Uh, Petrina's on the line. Good morning, Petrina. Good morning, Colm. How are you? Not too bad at all. So, uh, is, is this a, was this a good time to launch a new business? First, tell us what the business is. It's a breastfeeding gift box and breastfeeding products business. Um, so I suppose it's never a good time to launch a new business. Mm. You just have to take a leap of faith and go with it. Right. Um, but I'm getting great feedback from customers and great support from people online. So um, yeah. it started off great anyway. How do you launch? Like, obviously, you can't go out and do huge publicity or run around the streets or whatever. So how, how difficult it is to launch a business? Basically, you probably launched it completely online, did you? Yeah, um, we're only selling online. So mm. I started off just on Instagram and Facebook last November when I decided last October just to go for it. Mm. So just started building content online, uh, connecting with people, connecting with small business owners to build up like a supply chain for the products. Yeah. And just started slowly like that. I was working full time, so I was doing this part time. Right. And then I finished my job at the end of April this year. Mm. So I'm now full time in the business. So is um, it, has it taken off enough to, for it to be a full time position? Well, it's, it's taken off enough at the moment to be so. And yeah. you, at some stage, you just have to take a risk and just go for it. Um, so that's what I've done. What is in Mama's Booby Box? So it's a, a breastfeeding starter kit, essentially, for new mums to breastfeeding. Right. So we have seven products in the box, and they're all practical stuff that mums would need when they're breastfeeding. So, for example, we have a breastfeeding cover, we have washable breast pads, we have a lovely lactation tea, nipple cream, nipple shields, breast milk storage bags, and breast milk collection shelves. So it's everything from yeah. my own experience of breastfeeding and the things I wish I had when I started. So is this is this uh, for new mum to buy or is this considered a gift as well that you can New mums can go treat themselves if they want or you can use it as other people can buy it as a gift. Um, we have a range of gift sets on our website so right. anything from 20 euros up to 100 euros um, and just we're just telling people you know everyone thinks of a new baby mm. when a mum becomes a mum for the first time and why not just think of the mum and what she might need and give her a little bit of support Um, you know everyone buys baby grows and loads of nice baby clothes but they kind of forget about the mum in the process we do very quickly don't we yeah (laughs) in in fairness and we buy them something they don't need like a hat yeah Yeah, (laughs) Uh, um, now you're also giving out breastfeeding uh, advice is this online yes it's all online through our Instagram and Facebook channels Um, so you can just find us Mama's Booby Box just do a search so it's just based on my own experience Mm. really and what I went through so I just offer just real like practical advice um, nice. we also set, set up an online support call in March for new mums or pregnant mums if they just want more information or just to meet and connect with other mums because a lot of those breastfeeding support services obviously aren't available because of yeah. COVID um, so I just decided to create something just to create a forum for women to meet together and where do you see the business going would you like to get it into pharmacies and uh, you know big outlets That's is that the idea? Well, the idea at the moment is just to stay online only, really. It's just to survive. Just, yeah. Yeah, okay, get it. <laughs> and just go from there. I yeah. have other plans in the pipeline of um, developing other ranges, so I've... I've seemed to be quite creative in the last couple of months. Of um, so I will expand from just the breastfeeding gift box. Um, but the, this is it for the moment. Yeah. but And you, you, you've made the big jump, the leap of faith, as you say, from yeah. uh, being employed to actually taking care of yourself in your own business. Is that exciting or is it a little bit nervy when you do that? Oh, it's both. It's definitely both. Um, I was in a very traditional job, like I was an accountant. So I've gone from one extreme to the other, I think. (laughs) Um, Well, listen, continued success, Petrina. It's called uh, Mama's Booby Box and Simple. It's a great name, actually. It's a brilliant name. Thank you. Uh, com. Uh, Have a look on the website. Uh, Continued success. And we'll keep an eye on uh, everything that's going on there. Uh, thanks for that, Patrine. Okay. Thanks so much, Colin. Okay. Thank you. No problem at all. Take care of yourself. Take care. Bye bye.
Uh, crazy, crazy. Yes, it is. It's crazy for one particular Irish couple because a Dublin couple is going to wriggle their way into Dragon's Den tonight in the hope of securing some funding for their new innovation. Uh, they've got a changing mat uh, for babies that squirm. All I remember it. All babies squirm while you're changing them on the mat. And also because you have them sort of elevated up, there's always the fear they're going to topple off, which uh, we've all grabbed a son or a daughter at some stage. Uh, James and Aileen McCauley. James is a teacher. She's a psychologist. Are set to enter the Dragon's Den on the BBC tonight to pitch their anti-roll portable changing mat called the Wriggler. The baby changing mat is specially designed for the little ones who wriggle all over the place. It's actually, it resembles a bear and its patented knee pad design hugs the child and anchors the mat in place, preventing then the, the baby from sort of flipping over or rolling around. It's pretty good. They dreamt the whole thing up in their kitchen. Basically at the kitchen table, they were going, listen, kids keep falling all the time, what can we do? And they came up with this idea. And now, it's been around for a while, but just really to skyrocket this whole business, they need to go on to Dragon's Den, and they need to pitch their idea to the Dragons. I've got to say, on my bucket list is to appear on Dragon's Den. I haven't had the idea yet, but I just want to go on to Dragon's Den. I absolutely love that TV show. Now, to stand in front of the dragons must be one of the craziest things you would ever do and earlier this week we caught up with James and Aileen McCauley and we said that how daunting is it to be in front of the dragons it's one of the most daunting experiences you can go through it doesn't matter how prepared you are even mentally in your head you're stepping out and then seeing oh you lose all the spit in your mouth everything goes I mean it's a very surreal experience to be quite honest I I think I lost about a stone in in the time I went in from the time I came out and I suppose you're in a lot longer probably than um, Mm. you know is is ever shown but yes uh, stopping and and, starting and they're they're so astute you know you're not going in there like uh, most interviews you go into they're quite passive actually if you think of a job interview Mm. you go in you you say your few words people write down your answers you go out and if it went particularly bad or good you learn from it in Mm. this experience you go in and you know you know there will be taking slices of bacon off you at different angles and different times and that's the kind of daunting experience and and then you also have to know there's a full film crew as well that is so everyone you ever known is going to look back and of course depends on how it's shown and, and what's shown and different things it's going to be a case mm. that people are going to be shouting on the screen going you should have said this you should have said that but you know I suppose it's that idea of getting in front of like we were we were, we are very small we're, we're a small uh, yeah. husband and wife team and all we want to do is bring our concept that we know is very effective for people and bring it to an audience and dragons that yeah. we can say look here's, a, here's an idea what do you think guys how long are you actually in front of the dragons we were in there, it was well over an hour. Whoa! Yeah. We see two minutes, that's all. Are I they know. human camera crew, or are they like, yeah. right, oh, yeah, there's yeah. humans filming yeah. you? So, wow. Yeah, and everything so daunting. is filmed, like from, yeah. From, it's like, can you walk every- in again, please, this time? Can you not yeah. sway your left but arm? But even that, but it's not actually, so there's, yeah, and I don't even know how much word I'd say, but it, there's no stopping and starting. It is like a live pitch, pitch yeah. as in, like, there's no kind of, yeah, stop, cut, or whatever. It's just, you stand there, You they fire questions at you, you yeah. answer the questions as best you can. What if you, you need to you... wee? <laughs> Hold it. I don't think you can put your hand up on Will Cadigum. Don't get on levers, Peter Jones. I think I would if I was nervous. I might have to just nip out. Yeah. Well, they had the nappy changer. You could you could use the wriggler on yourself. Get into your own wriggler. Exactly. You've wiped it there. Now I know I know you can't give away what happened at the end, but but my God, you do sound happy. That's all I'll say. Okay, so. Uh, James and Aileen McCauley tonight, 8 o'clock, BBC One. Okay, that's pretty exciting. Now, uh, Producer Mike, they did say that if if it all goes well, we can talk to them tomorrow. Yeah, so hopefully you'll have a little chat with them tomorrow and maybe tap them up for a few quid. I know, wouldn't that be good? Okay, so it's 8 o'clock tonight on BBC One. I absolutely love Dragon's Den. It'll be a busy one tomorrow, actually, because we're going to go to the cinema as well tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, to find out what's going on. And we're, we may have an expert on scamming. Yeah, and I've just confirmed that, yes, you will talk to that couple again tomorrow. That's literally just come into my inbox. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, right, well, make sure you watch Dragon's Den tonight at 8 o'clock and we'll bring you all the details behind the scenes and what actually went on for that Irish couple, uh, James and I, Aileen McCauley. The cinema's open on Monday. We're going to go to the cinemas tomorrow because the one question everyone's asking is, what's on? Uh, we'll check that out as well. And we're going to try and get behind uh, what you should and shouldn't do uh, if you get one of these scam calls.